Welcome to the Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Your number one Orlando City podcast for the fans, by the fans. Keeping you in the know on all things Orlando City since 2018. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Orlando Lions Den podcast. We got the boys together. We got Ryder down in Naples. We got Cleon out here in Orlando and making a rare appearance. We got my boy JJ back. How are you doing, JJ? I'm doing good. I'm on assignment in Lisbon, Portugal right now. I am uh, going to Sporting Lisbon to see uh, Thomas Williams and Alex Freeman train. So that's the hush hush. I didn't know that the uh, that that they had a swan and dolphin over there. Uh, that's... <laughs> <laughs> they have yeah, swans that... and dolphins. You just can't live in them. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Yeah. That is a good point, though. We'll probably mention that a little bit later. Shout out to Thomas Williams and Alex Freeman going to a uh, sporting club Portugal over in Lisbon to do a training stint here in the winter. Very excited for them. Uh, and very ha- happy to have you back, JJ. Good to see you. It's been a, it's been a minute, my friend. Back. I'm happy to be back. Work has been kicking my butt. That's why I haven't been on. But I'm back. Hey, that's, we got each other on this podcast. That's what we do. All do you right, need Ryder, to do how you any doing thir- down there in uh, South Florida? Oh, I, I'm I'm fine. I'm I'm just trying to get through the rest of the year, enjoying the holiday. Uh, at some point, I'll be looking forward to hear JJ's off season takes and hear how he feels because we all had the group therapy session a couple weeks ago and watching that that club from Ohio not the one you're thinking of um that we thought was going to win MLS Cup the other club win MLS Cup just was not great and I didn't even watch the match because it made me too sad but it's the off season we get to talk about it I'm now in that desperate part of my life where I'm looking at the Bears' last four games and thinking, oh, so there's a chance. And unfortunately, someone else on this podcast, Mike, is enforcing that and trying to feed these thoughts into my brain. So I don't know. You guys got a favorable schedule, man. I don't know. It's a favorable schedule, but we have to go to Green Bay. And if. That game doesn't get flexed to be the final game of the regular season, then NBC's not doing their job. But I'm we're not here to talk about American football until shout outs when we advertise for our new multi-level fantasy league. But I'm ready to talk about Orlando City soccer and all the fun off-season stuff that has just happened this week. So good to talk to you guys. Looking forward to it. Righteous, righteous, righteous. We'll get right to that. But first, Cleon, how you doing, my man? I'm doing good as always, man. Good as always. You know, ready for this all season to get cracking. I thought I thought it'd be a little more fireworks today since it's uh day one. But um, you know, you know, if it was me, you know, I, I'm trying to fire all. I'll be trying to fire all some free agent visits at 12:01 p.m. as soon as that thing open. But we'll see. Nah, man, I, I'm with you. As soon as uh, as soon as final whistle blew for for mls cup i was sitting here waiting like who are we going for what's happening what's next i want i, w- I want all of it we're going to talk about that we're going to get into all of that right here right now but first 
sponsors for the podcast. Uh, I'll go ahead and start with uh, the new one that we got hit up with, Bootleg MLS. If you want to check them out on uh, Twitter, uh, they gave us code LIONSDEN, uh, one word, for 15% off your purchase. They got some cool shirts on there. They got a uh, uh, Duncan McGuire, which I've purchased myself. Uh, it was a great Kundo. backup shirt. Yeah, Kundo Torres, and uh, they even made a Daryl DK. So I uh, recommend that stuff. A lot of cool things there. And then uh, after that, we got Leo uh leo gonzalez for your mortgage uh needs loans by leo is it loans by leo or is it uh accurate mortgage epic mortgage i don't know what it's what it is anymore epic uh, epic mortgage thank you cleon uh epic mortgage uh he'll help you out with the rates in the lending industry because we all know that's crazy uh field turf field turf usa always uh been with us from day one and uh comparing insurance that's our boy eddie uh we all know that insurance rates are ridiculous Talk to Eddie. He's not going to push you on his. He's going to help you find the best deal possible. Eddie is the man, and he's going to be there to help you out. So reach out to him on socials. You don't know how to reach him on socials. Reach out to us on socials. We'll get you connected. Uh, But, guys, lots of news all around the league, uh, including us. We made our offseason moves out of contract this year. Uh, Adam Grinwis is leaving the club. Um, And then we also have uh, a couple other moves that have been made. Uh, as well, uh, we are picking up the options of Jacqueline, Duncan McGuire, Felipe Martins, Mikey Holiday, Robin Janssen, Luca Petrasso, Abdi Salim, Kyle Smith, and Antonio Carlos. Um, and like I said, Grinwis is out of the club as he is out of contract. Contract options were declined for Wilfredo Rivera, Junior Urso, and Adam Grinwis. And the club reached a mutual termination agreement with Mauricio Pereira, El Capitan is out of the club uh, and he's our re-signing with Nacional in Uruguay, which was his childhood club. So uh, all the best there. We'll talk about him a little bit more in a moment. Uh, and I will also go ahead and jump into it right off the bat and let you guys know, yes, we did ex- exercise the option on Antonio Carlos, but there is the rumors circulating out there right now uh, that are very creditable that he is being sold to Fluminense in Brazil. Uh, so he will not be with us next year. Um, we also know that Ivan Angulo and Wilder Cartagena, their loans are set to expire on the 31st. So they will be going back to their parent clubs. And we have confirmation that we are in discussions with their parent clubs to purchase them fully. So they will be full members of the team. So as it stands with Antonio Carlos pending sale, we're sitting at 25 members of the roster. If we're able to purchase both Cartagena and Angulo, which means we have five first-team roster spots open. And this is where the fun begins. We got some spots to fill. We got some things to fill. Get that, get those new, get the new blood into the team. But out of the moves that were made, I'll go ahead and start with uh with Cleon. Um, anything surprise you? Anything uh anything that you liked, disliked? Um I would say the only thing surprising was uh the Mauricio mutual termination. Um, only because I would say only surprise there. I mean, there were rumors all, all through the year, but I mean, there's always been, um, it seems like every single year, and you know, he's normally on a one year. It seems like every single year they say he's going back to national. He's going back to national. He's going back to national every single year. Um, so it's not surprising that he went, that he's 
going to Knoxville because you could always tell that was where, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of players, especially like the are are more se- senior players and and long term ones. They've always expressed interest to finish out their careers at their, you know, at, at the places they start at, basically. Um, and Mauricio, normally, normally, uh, there's not mutual interest, but there's always been with uh, Mauricio and and Nationals. Just you know, um, I guess he felt now was the time. I guess he feels he only has a couple years left. He wants to finish him out over there. Um, so it's surprising that it happened. It's it's not really surprising that it happened, but it's surprising it happened in that way, if I word that correctly. Um, you know, uh, he is finally on that two year. And it's funny, Eddie said himself, he was like, he was like, oh, we finally get him on a on a two-year. And then he's done after one year, so it makes sense. I know. We were making jokes all in the group chat <laughs> as soon as that happened. I'm like, because I, I think it was me in the group chat in all caps just saying, we finally get him on a two-year deal. And there we go. <laughs> and then it happens. Yeah. And, and it's one of those things, like, you know, we all love Mauricio. Like, we he he's been an amazing captain to the club. Um He's so good on the ball, get it creating chances. He's he's an he's an awesome player, um, but it, it's one of those things that you know. It, I feel like this was the right time for the club to say we want to move into a different direction as far as the position that he plays on the field. Um, and it's one of those things that you know it's just a move that made sense for him. You know he's got the opportunity to go back home. We want to to try and maximize that position and we know that we really have can't to. maximize that position with him on the field um would i have loved to kept him to have kept him on the team to to be a backup and be, be like the second in command for that position absolutely but that's also an expensive position expensive player to have in that kind of backup role so i understand you know where we're coming from why things were done the way that they were done but you know, it's it's just, it's definitely sad to see him go because you know, like I said, he was a great captain for the club, but I think it's is it's the right time for for everybody to to move a different direction. Uh, let's go ahead, JJ. Any any roster moves that uh, stick out to you so far? Yeah, Kyle Smith. What is he still doing in Orlando City? I, I, I knew it, bro. I knew it, bro. Um, I knew it. Really? Come on. I mean, they must keep him because he's a fan favorite. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't see what the purpose is. I mean, we need, I mean, Thor, he's, he's great at that right back position, but Kyle Smith, I just, because I guess, you know, he's a fan favorite, but going to the Mauricio Pereira thing, uh, 33 years old, you know, he would have been probably 35 going back to Nacional if he stayed here one more year. Um, I, I, I agree, you know, mutually, you know, do the, uh, termination of the contract, let him go. Uh, I don't really see at the end of the year, I really didn't see anything from him. Um, uh, his play, uh, I'm like Mike, he would have been a great backup coming off the bench in the 70th minute, 80th minute, you know, uh, with fresh legs instead of Martin Ojeda that was doing that. But, um. Yeah, I'm fine with that, with Mauricio leaving. I mean, all these soccer players, you know, their goal is to finish off, you know, where they started. I mean, you see uh, Nani ended up in sporting and then he came here. But, you know, um, Di Maria now at Benfica is already saying that he's heading back to River Plate next year to finish his career. So you're, you're seeing all these guys um, 
they want to go back to their childhood team where they started. And that's fine. I understand that. And I'm okay with that. But yeah, definitely my my surprise was Kyle Smith. Um, Junior Urso, a little weird. Um, I don't know why you would sign him and just get rid of him again, Um, especially in the middle of the season. Um, Something weird, you know, I don't know what it was with him. Um, I don't know if it was visa issues, family issues, what he left, came back. And now you just got, you know, here you go. See you later. Thanks for, I mean, I think we could have probably gotten somebody else uh, in that role instead of junior Urso uh, when he came back. But if he was cheap, he was cheap, whatever. But I just, there's something weird in that, you know, leaving, coming back and now leaving again. Go ahead, Cleon. Real on on the earth. So I this is what I think. Like I don't have you know. There's not like sources or nothing like that. Um, but I I don't think that was a planned move by us. As as far as bringing Urso back, it's weird because I mean, us when he left, I don't think that was planned, and I don't think it was planned when he came back. Um, you know, I think something happened where it went where he was, and then um, you know, they mutually terminated contracts, and then I think he just needed a place to stay, a place to play. And I think remember that video where he just showed up. The yeah, vi- for the ring the video? ceremony. No, no, not it, for the ring ceremony. Well, he, when it he was him and Nani. Up, they they were both training. Yes, the- yes, yes, exactly. But Nani had somewhere to go. Yeah, um, to- I don't think I don't think Urso had a place to play. So I think we basically just signed him as a favor. You know what I mean? Um, like I don't I don't think it was a planned thing. Like oh, we need to bring you back. I just think. You know, same with Grimace. Even like when when same thing is when we saw resigned Grinny, um after after his injury, um because remember he was injured for a while and then you know he was training because he was here. Yeah, because if I remember like, correctly, he had gotten signed by Sacramento Republic, mm-hmm. and then that's got when he got injured with them like three three weeks into the season mm-hmm. or something like that, and then they just cut him loose. Yeah, so I think it was the same situation as that. I think it was except for it was an injury. It was just whatever happened. I think something happened. And um, he had to terminate with uh, I can't even remember who he was with. It was this uh, Cortiba Vasco. Was it Vasco? No, it's Cortiba. I'm pretty Cortiba. Sure. Okay. Um. So I think something just happened, and he just basically just needed a place to play. Um. Didn't have anybody, any suitors or whatever. And I think he just, since he was here, he was training with us anyway. I think we just signed him. Um. So I think it was more of a, just a favor. I don't think it was a, it was a part of the plan. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. and matter of fact, I saw he even posted something, um, as basically a goodbye. He posted something on his Instagram or something, and he, he even kind of hinted to it in that. And he had said, Thanks for, um, thanks for helping me out when I needed it, or something like that. It was so- something to that effect. So I think, I think there was something we don't know, and it's just, um, we, we basically signed him as a favor. I don't think it was ever part of the, the plan to bring him back and then, you know, carry it on past this season. Personally, that's what I think. But like I said, Which, that's just that's just what I'm reading into it. It's not like it was hurtful to us either. No. It's it's just going to be interesting to see especially with having Cartagena hanging on this loan and he's a big piece and if Ursa wasn't renewed, it's a big signal that we're definitely going to do the best we can to turn that loan into a full purchase. And that's well, the big thing that I want to hear is both him and Angulo. I would love to see both of those purchases go through 
but that wasn't announced and rightfully so because it's the it's just the start of the off season for us but that big transfer probably won't go till january we're going to be waiting until even the friendly in late january to find out that news and that's hard because you got to make other decisions if those pieces don't fall into place i what are, i what personally for? don't january. i What's You're that? saying the Sorry, signing of Ivan Angulo? In, uh, in if we <laughs> buy them, if we buy them, I know the loan agreements expire at the end of this year. Yeah. I don't know when the window opens up exactly. Well, we're have already that. in talks. Well, you have the option to buy. I know we're. I don't. Were either one options to buy? I don't think either one was publicly said with options to buy. But... I know. I know for sure Angulo was not option to buy. Um, but we were lucky to get him Wilder? on a six-month extension. Yeah, Wilder, I'm not sure. But um, I, I don't believe – I think Wilder might have been an option to buy. Um, maybe maybe it was too expensive, though. So maybe they're just negotiating the price to what they want it to be. Um, and like I said, that's not anything we've heard. I'm just – this is just what I think. Um, because I, I find it – for me, it's a little odd only because it seems like you should have it. Uh, uh, both of those two, it's not like it was a, a late a late season run to where it was like they became really important. They Both of them became really important pretty early on in our season. Exactly. So, so I feel like at like, and just like all the fans, like everyone knows, okay, we're definitely going to try to bring these two back. You know what I mean? So you would think that the negotiations have been going on. You would, I mean, but maybe they haven't. No, uh, I'm assuming they're going on. It's just well, I know they're going rough. on now, but I mean, you would think it's a they rough had, road. They should have been going on already. Yeah. So uh, just uh, as for you know, as transfer business goes, the way that we know it is the transfer window officially opens January first. The window for MLS teams, it doesn't actually close until like March, I believe. Like it, it's a it's a big window for us to announce new signings. Um, so it, we have time. I will, will say, though, if we get the deal done early, the deal just won't be announced until January 1st. They can get the deal done now. Purchase can all be figured, sorted, agreed, all that stuff. Um, it just won't be announced until a later date. Here's my thing. At this point, I, I'm I'm fairly certain Wilder doesn't want to go back to the UAE because that's where his club was located. Uh, I think he looks pretty content in Florida. Um, so I, I feel like Wilder's going to push for a move. Angulo seems like he would be the kind of person to push for a move too, but he's also under contract with Palmeiras. He's, he's not getting in the Palme Palmeiras team. I just don't think that he would. That's the best team in Brazil. Um, I, I don't see him factoring into that team at this point. So, you know, if they end up bringing him back, what are they going to do? Are they just going to loan him back out somewhere else? You know, it, it's one of those things that I feel like we have leverage to get those deals done. Um, so hopefully they find it because the most important thing is price. You don't want to end up pigeonholing yourself into making one of them a DP signing when we have other needs. Um, and the way that this league operates with its roster rules, that can happen. So. And you know that Ivan Angulo right now is at his highest. Uh, Absolutely, what he's worth, yeah. Uh, according to uh, transfer market, he's at one point five million euros, um, which is the highest he's ever been. So, there are probably other teams 
that are probably going to go after him. And they're going to probably, you know, getting in contact with Palmeiras down in Brazil saying, hey, you know, we'll give you this much money. So, I mean, it's it's going to be tough. I'll be honest with you. I think it's going to be tough to get Ivan Angulo. Um, and he's played, I mean, he's played in Portugal. He's played here in the MLS. So, uh, and I know he's played in Brazil. So it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be he's, tough. And he's super young. Yeah. He's, he's and, only 24. And he's still got a lot to go. Just turned. <laughs> there's a lot of teams out there. Uh, not big teams, but mediocre teams in Europe that would probably take him on and, and give the money. You know, so Orlando, I don't see Ivan Gulu staying. That's just my – I uh, see Elena staying, but not Ivan Gulu. Yeah, let me jump on that real quick. Like, I, I agree I agree with most of what JJ's saying with that right there. Um, I think for sure Builder's back. Um, also, he's like 29, um, you know. Um, I, I'm pretty sure Wilder will get back. And Gulo, I think what the problem might be is, like you said, I think, um, you know, they, they loaned him out or whatever. They didn't – I mean, shoot, maybe they got exactly what they wanted because, I mean, if they were just trying to get rid of him flat out, they would have loaned him out with a with an option to buy. You know what I mean? The re, For them loaning him out this way, but you – you have to be pretty – I would be pretty sure, like what Mike's saying, that I don't think they want him back as far as – or they don't think – they don't think they want him back like, oh, he's got to be our starter or nothing like that. So I think with them loaning him out in the first place, they just wanted him to basically showcase himself. And in that case, if you are if you want to showcase somebody, but you don't really have them in your own personal plans, you must want him showcased so you can sell him off at, for the highest bidder. So I think that's what the situation is with Angulo is basically they used us to, you know, it's a good place for him to play. You get minutes. And I think he probably exceeded what they even expected as far as him playing. They probably played a lot more and played better probably than what even what they expected. And Um, they extended his loan when he was just getting hot in the summer. Yeah. And it paid off for them for sure. Yeah. So I think now. I think they're I think Palmeiras is they're trying to sell him off to the highest bidder. So um I think he does have a much lower chance of coming back than than um Wilder to what yeah, uh, JJ's I, saying. Yeah, and I, I agree with you guys on that. It's a really good conversation to have too, just because of the fact that it is the that's the part of it that we don't talk about. It's everyone's a foregone conclusion. Yeah, buy them. It's not that simple. Like buy them. The answer is not just buy the player. Like it, we wish it was that easy. Uh, I know if it was up to me and I only had the choice to buy one of the two players, the one that I'm buying is Cartagena. Well, hundred um, yeah. percent. Uh, I've said that fr- from the jump because he's the player that transformed our season. Angulo is great, but Angulo is still like, that's my, my biggest worry is when you guys are saying to the highest bidder, I, I if it's a bidding war for Angulo, I don't I have, a, I have a cap. Yeah. I have a cap on that. Like, exactly. Because the thing is, like, you have to keep be mindful of how much he's going to cost, how much you're spending on a transfer fee, because that's going to factor into his cap hit and all the stuff with the different mechanisms this league works. And then you have to look at his output. His finishing leaves a lot to be desired, you know, and I, I love the guy, but he he's sometimes he's all gas and and, and no left foot, you know, like. <laughs> Go ahead, uh, Alex. And I'm not to- Eddie because of your name tag. <laughs> I, I I wish I looked as good as Eddie. Um, the other thing there is with Mauricio leaving, we have to go out and find a new 10. And that's a big thing that we're going to have to 
put some money into. And the question is, do we want a winger to buy a winger that we've seen enough of, or do we go spend money on a new 10 that is younger and can contribute more than Angulo did? And that's the big question that we have to figure out is which one do we want? And that's, that's a question that the front office has to make. I will answer for the front office. We want a 10. I mean, I agree with you, (laughs) but I don't know who that 10 is yet. Like, I mean, I have a list. Oh, we, we've seen your list. We're going to talk about your list. Not not that that's a different list. Uh, My, my (laughs) only thing, my only thing uh, real quick before you jump to JJ. um, My only thing is I don't think, I don't really think they intersect with each other as far as, you know, like if we bring Angulo back, it's going to stop us from a deep, from a 10 or vice versa or whatever. Um, so I, I don't think, I don't think he'll stop us. I just think there's just literally just, there's, there's gotta be a like Angulo's. He's not, it's not Faku. It's not, um, he's very important. He was very important to our season, but you know, he's got a cap. He's got a cap. You know what I mean? There this comes a point to where it becomes uh he's counter counterproductive as far as uh like you know, and that goes for his salary too. Um, to where to where okay, he's a very good player for us for you know uh our investment in him. But once your investment overtakes that player's uh, uh contributions or whatever, then there's a problem. So um I don't I don't think it necessarily uh, it the 10 us needing the 10 factors into it. But I just think Angulo's a good player to have depending on what you're paying him and what you're paying for. I, I got a couple of things to say. First yeah, I was going to say, before anyone else interjects, let's say, let JJ go. <laughs> I got a couple of things to say. First of all, we don't even know who the coach is going to be. Okay. Uh, we don't know who the coach is going to be, who the front office. We do. They haven't signed. Yeah, we, we do, know. but we don't. Okay. <laughs> but. But uh, I'm just saying. Now, what about if Duncan leaves? Uh, is Ramiro going to be that spot, Duncan McGuire spot, or are we going to go and get a, another, you know, striker? Uh, and now you're you're looking at a striker if Duncan leaves. Now you're looking at a number ten because Mauricio leaves. There's a lot of things that need to be put together, you know, for this uh, team because. Ramiro's good, but I, I think Ramiro reminds me of the Energizer Bunny. You know, bring him in in the 70th minute, and because I don't think he can he can last. Uh, there was a player used to play for the Orlando Magic. His name was Daryl Armstrong, and uh, a heart and hustle guy. You know, and that's what Ramiro is. Uh, he would come off the bench, Daryl, back in the day when the the heart and hustle of Doc Rivers. Uh, and Chuck Daly were the coaches, and he would just, you know, he would come, give that energy, and that's what Romero is. I don't think he would be a starter for Orlando City. But then again, he just got called up also to the Argentinian U, what, 23 or Olympic team yeah, for the squad. So um, who knows? I mean, there's we just got – I mean, everything's got to fall into pieces. We're talking here, and Gulo – we don't know. We don't know what's going on in that Wolf household or the Muzi or the Moreras or whatever. But uh, yeah, I, I just think you know there's a lot because if Duncan leaves, we need it. We need another striker, and we need one like Duncan. Yeah, uh, you you do give me a good good segue right there. Uh, Molenbeek in Belgium has been rumored to. Uh, what's that? <clears throat> 
Oh uh, yeah, okay. Molenbeek in Belgium has been rumored to be on the tail of uh of uh of Duncan McGuire and are interested in his services. Uh, I will say that uh that's something that's early stages. We don't know if there's anything or there's any offers or anything to that degree out there. Uh but they are part of uh owned with with uh, the the same owner of Lyon in France. So it's one of those things where they're a club that doesn't spend a lot of money, but they have money because they are tied up with a richer club. Um, so it would be interesting to see something like that if it were to develop. But again, uh, there there's not a whole lot there. Um, before we move on fully from talking about the roster stuff, uh, Alex, I wanted to run back to you real quick just because you did have something else that you wanted to uh, say in regards to uh, Mauricio before we move further. I, I, it's more to echo what a couple of you guys had said at the top of the discussion to kind of tie a bow on it. It's nice to see players stay as long as they do, especially on Mauricio's part, but letting on Mauricio's part, letting these guys go in their when they're getting older and knowing when their time is kind of coming to an end, it, it, we can all laugh about the two-year contract thing and whatnot, but he was a great captain and he deserves to go back and retire the way he wants to. And I would hope that that works on the other end where players like Benji will come back to Orlando at the end of their careers and close out their careers here. And that would be wonderful to see. As for Adam, it's more just... He came back, we gave him a favor, and he was he's had a notable moment in this club's history, and it's it's sad to see him go, but it he does there's no fit for him here. We we Pedro's gonna be here at least another year, if not two, and Mason is definitely waiting in the wings, ready to go. So I wish Adam well but it, it was time. We was said this we said this about a year ago or two years ago with Adam and look what it, happened. You know, it, he could be back. Uh, not you know, Pedro might get hurt, Mason might get hurt, something might happen and they may they say, "Hey, Adam, who's, come on. You already know no, the, not, uh, not this who's time. the other guy on the roster that Javier Otero. Remember we, brought him, we That's signed right. Javier Otero. We, have, Otero, we have four we had four keepers so he can come back this time. Uh, As for JJ's comments about Kyle Smith, I think the Kyle Smith is partially because we can just slot him in when we need to. He's no one's expecting him to be a 34 match starter. He can start the Wednesday matches. He can slot in in the 75th minute and he's cheap. That's the big thing. He's a cheap locker room presence and he'll stay here until he's no longer worth the money. And that's that's the because unfortunately we still have to have some of those players that are worth more than they make. And I I, Kyle Smith is one of them and he's been here longer than almost anybody else. And it helps. So we'll see the Duncan McGuire stuff. I don't know what to say to that. That's going to be. That's going to be something we focus on a lot between now and the start of next year, because does he go away on a transfer? 
Do we loan him like we did Daryl DK after his fire first season? I don't know. We'll see. Well, as far as Duncan, I don't think that's a I don't really think that's an issue because it's he's in he's under our control. You know what I mean? He's on our he's in our control, but 2026. We... So it's like he can't just up and leave. I know so, that, but like he so can't... what I'm saying is if 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 he's to go, we're gonna be well prepared for it. So as far as the front office, you know I what I mean? So. so um, you know, they're if they're gonna know if they sell him, if they're gonna sell him or not. So if they're going to sell him, they're gonna have they're already gonna have their stuff lined up. So I mean, it's not like a it, it won't be like some shock like Oh, we expect to have him back, and then he's not. Then we're caught with our pants down type of situation. You know what I mean? That's um, assuming that so, the front office is the way it is. Uh, yeah. Do you remember a guy named Kyle Laren? I'm just saying. Kyle was not under. He was. No, that wasn't. That was not the same thing. It's not the same thing. How is that not the same thing? He was under contract, and he didn't want to play for us. He wanted to go after Bazitikas, and Turkey wanted him, and they wouldn't let him go. And then he rescinded his contract. How is that not the same thing? He t- Kyle just like he up and went uh, between you know between like the the friggin between everything was even done like he was gone like they were they were like oh my contract's up and he was like out of here like before before like options all this type of stuff like he's just gone so it's like I mean that's he I mean forced it basically. Yeah, so the difference. Yeah, but if we're gonna go there, though, I mean, like you say that about literally anybody. We can say, "Oh, Faku's gonna do it, and Ojeda's gonna do it, and Robin's gonna do it." And, but I don't you know, think any mean? of these guys are gonna do it the way. Like, no, no one will. We've literally seen that one time since we've been in MLS by anyone through all whatever teams are in the league. Like, it doesn't just happen. We've seen it maybe once with Kyle, and that was it. You don't think Daryl DK had when we loaned him out and everything to England, out in the England. You don't think he had that was his intention was I'm out here now. That's it. I'm done with Orlando City. You know, and they had to force basically to sell him and everything because he wasn't gonna probably come back. If Duncan has an opportunity to go to England, go to Germany, go to France, go to Spain, you don't think he'll be like, loan me out. Loan me out. To to I don't think team. they're gonna loan him though. They would they would just sell him. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I but think they learned get, that lesson with Duncan. I think they they're just going to do the business, especially considering these draft picks, how cheap they are. They've learned from Kyle Laren. It was well, they weren't sell him, for keep, him. Keep. We didn't loan him. We didn't transfer him. We kept him as long as we could, and we had the bad business, and we got forced in the into the sale, which still turned out pretty good for us. But Daryl DK. His loan actually, I wouldn't say dramatically increased his his transfer fee, but it definitely helped. It did he's increase some, his transfer fee, for sure. He's had some bad luck since, but he still looked great. And I still, he's another one of those players that one day, if he wants to come back to the U.S., I would dramatically hope that we were the first club he would want to talk to because he enjoyed his time. So we'll see. Yeah, and that brings us the you know things that were mentioned earlier. Uh, Oscar Pereja uh, is in talks to be finalizing a new contract with the club. We've heard that from a couple different sources. Uh, we've also heard that Ricardo Moreira and Luis Muzi are in rather than their mutual options that they have with the club. They're in talks for long term new contracts. 
Uh, we've heard that from Tom Bogert of The Athletic, uh, Alonzo Contreras. A couple different sources have, have been reporting that news. So we don't have any updates for you guys on that. But we are hopeful that those those updates and the front office and the coaching staff are going to stay intact. But one of the things that we have seen tweeted is that the feeling amongst the entirety of the coaching staff is that they will be back in Orlando next year, um, which is positive for me. Absolutely. That's, that's exactly what you want to see. It's, I mean, oh, how the turntables considering where we were in like May or June, I, even I was the one on this podcast saying, oh, we need to move on from Oscar. And now I'm standing here thrilled that there's the possibility that we're going to have Oscar for two or three more years. There's more that he can do. And if the Wilfs are buying in, that's awesome. And when they first bought the club, my biggest concern, and we were on an upward trajectory in the league when the Wilfs bought us, and I was concerned that they were going to come in and clean house and make it all their own. And they've done the polar opposite. They have stuck with what works, looked around the club, not just in the soccer portion, but also in the fan experience. And I mean, JJ, you were on here at the end of last year talking about this fan experience, and they've revamped the fan experience the stadium is awesome and the soccer is getting a lot better we were the second best team in the regular season and oscar proved that he can pivot and rework his strategy and work with the players that he has we literally lost one of our dps this year to transfer and we just kept on going I believe that Oscar is not done at this club. I believe that Luis and Ricardo are not done either. And I think that they can work miracles during this offseason. So this is awesome news. I'm hoping that there's nothing but truth to it and that they get rewarded for all of them get rewarded for their hard work. Go ahead and hit it over to JJ. All right. So that was the biggest critique for Oscar Perea and his coaching staff. I was the biggest one of the Oscar poppy out. All right. And for a good reason, you know, at the beginning, didn't look like we were going to go anywhere. You know, we got bounced out of the U S open cup. You know, we, we, we started losing, we couldn't get anything. Well, things changed. Um, and now I'm, I'm all poppy in. Um, I love what he's done. He's changed his tactics. He's done a lot of good things. Um, and I want him to continue. Uh, I've seen his heart um, is to this team. He loves this team. He loves the kids on this team. He loves the city. He loves everything. And that's something we need here in Orlando, not just in soccer, but all of uh, sports. You know, we need a coach that can stay here, love the city, love everything, love the players, uh, nourish them, get them to the next level, which you, you've seen with Thomas Williams. You've seen it with, you know, some of the players that he, he brought up from uh, OCB, even during the uh, regular season. So 
we have this academy and we have everything from the academy to OCB to, so we have a, a tunnel, a funnel, not a tunnel, a funnel of players that are going to be coming up and great players soon. And we need somebody like Oscar to be here and everything. So, uh, Definitely, if he signs, I'm happy for it. But then again, if we see a 10-game losing streak in about a year, of course, as a fan, you're going to be like, okay, this guy, it's time to go. But right now, I'm happy what he's done. Everything's good. And bring him on. Come on, Poppy. Continue. Let's win this uh, Champions Cup. <laughs> well, the main – it's like what you're saying. It's like it's – that's the part a lot of people get twisted up. Like – uh. Because we turned it around doesn't mean we were not failing at that time. We were. Um, and and the criticism was that he was unwilling to to adjust. Um, and he had been. Um, it really wasn't until it was basically almost forced to <laughs> by by results and by, you know, by probably by pressure, um, probably even from the top. Um, you know, do you gotta do something. Um, and things changes were made. It was it was okay. Um, car, this isn't working. Um, you know, the, the changes in the midfield got made with uh, you know, with, with inserting Wilder and he went any any change with that. Um, you know, he, he adjusted, he finally did adjust, and then um, you know, things turned for the better. Um that doesn't mean if everyone was calm and everyone was Oh no, it's okay. We're we getting bounced out open cup by freaking Charlotte, and it's okay that this that or whatever is happening, and we're losing this and losing that. If everyone was like that, there's no guarantee all that all that uh, or there's no guarantee that it nothing ever would have changed. Honestly, um, sometimes sometimes it's like they say, and pressure makes diamonds. You know what I mean? So um, as far as that goes, like it's it's not all bad. Like when things are going wrong, um. It's one thing if you're, you know, you can't be freaking out over one, you lose one game, you lose two games, but something was critically wrong with this team um, until, you know, until he was forced to adjust, whether, whether he is forced to adjust by fan pressure, by outside noise, or he is forced to adjust by the front office, or he's forced to adjust by the Wills himself. Um, he did adjust. Finally, he did adjust and, and proven. And that's what I was saying when, with my, you know, I was pretty patient with it for the most part, but you know, up to a point, I was like, okay, well, you know, it's he's not gonna switch. <laughs> you know what I mean? When I said it's that I want I want him to be the guy. Like on a personal level, I want him to be the guy. Even when we were on that losing streak and we were, you know, we were everything was going sinking to the bottom. Um, and I said he just the only thing is he just has to he has to adjust. Just because you want a guy here doesn't mean you can you can like I love my kids, but if I see them running off a cliff, I'm not just gonna sit there and say it's okay, honey, it's okay, honey, it's okay, honey, and watch her friggin' fall off the cliff. You know what I mean? You have to. Sometimes you have to step in and 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 put apply pressure sometimes, and that's what happened. And and um, whether 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 that's what finally got him to switch up or what, whatever happened, he did. And and the players live and the players always loved him. Um, the players always loved him. The fans always loved him. And and he's he's he he deserves that. Um, I even said myself, even if I wanted him gone, I wouldn't have done it before the season was over. Just out of purely out of nothing but loyalty and respect at that point. Um, 
you know, but I'm, I'm glad he did. I'm glad he did adjust. I'm glad he did switch and and make changes that were needed. Yeah, because um, as as now that he's shown that he can, and is willing to bend when he has to, um, I mean, there, there's only a certain point to where you can you can be so steadfast and 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 hard headed in your my way is going to work. My way is going to work. Um, there's only so much you can stay on that path when it's not working before you say, you know what? Eventually you got to turn. If you're going down a dead end road, eventually you got to turn around. You know what I mean? Or you're just going to be stuck there forever. And so I'm glad he did change. Cause I, like I said, from the beginning, I want him to be the guy. When we lift that cup, I want him to be the guy that took us to do it. Yeah. And I'm going to interject on that right there, just because of the fact that I, I we, during the, the rough patch to start this season, we had a lot of discussions on where we felt his tenure was at. And I know you and I commonly agreed on the, I want it to be him so bad idea. Um, and one thing that for Poppy, that is his, his, his Moby Dick, his great white whale is MLS cup. He's won supporter shield. He's won open cups. He's, he's had success in other, other facets of MLS. He hasn't, one the big one i think he's one of the best coaches in the history of the league he's one of the most well-respected coaches in the history of the league but he's not going to take that step up until he wins an mls cup and be respected there by everybody universally and now when you look back at the years that he was a supporter shield winning coach in dallas what's the one thing that he had on those teams and matt doyle of mlssoccer.com and extra time said it plenty of times is that he had an elite playmaking number 10 at the time in Mauro Diaz. And the reason they didn't win MLS cup that year was because Mauro Diaz tore his ACL right before the playoffs. It was a terrible time for the injury and it completely derailed that season. Papa Wilfs, it's time flex that checkbook. We got to go spend big and get that elite playmaking 10. Now there's some roster rules that are going to be changing. We're probably going to find out about them within like the next week or so. Um, the schedule is supposed to be announced on the 20th. There's supposed to be ownership meetings probably this week and next week where we'll find out what those roster rule changes are going to look like. The only thing that we know that's confirmed as of right now is that um, uh, Don Garber, uh, Cleon Garber, Don Garber, whichever you want to call him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he that's, uh, that's my team's name <laughs> <laughs> i had to give that shout out there uh but don garber has said there will be no fourth designated player it's still sticking with three one thing that i've seen rumored is there's no longer going to be a requirement on having a young dp on your team to be able to have the three u22 initiative slots um which that would be a positive move i feel like it, it's weird to have a mechanism that prevents you from using other mechanisms. So just having everyone be able to use all of them, I think is cool. Um, but realistically, I want to see an increase in spending. You know, there, there's got to be an increase in the salary cap. Um, it, having that thing, that one rule change is awesome, but like that rule doesn't impact us. We already have a young DP on our roster and we already have three U22 initiative players. So that rule means nothing, um, you know, but uh, uh, we are waiting to see what those rule changes are going to be, and hopefully we find out soon. So that's a, a quick plug for following the Orlando Lions Den on Twitter. 
uh, at Orlando Lions Den because when those changes happen and when we know things about them, we will be tweeting about them. So uh, good there. And then next thing, we free agency officially opened today, which it's uh, the 13th of December as we're recording this. Um, nothing's really happened yet. No, no major teams have signed anybody. Um, I know I put a list out on Twitter of players that I think that we should look at. Uh, Miles Robinson of Atlanta is one that I put out there, and I already had a couple people at me being like, what do you mean you want to sign a guy from Atlanta? I was like, he's one of the better center backs in the league. He'd be awesome pairing with Janssen. But I think he's going to require a DP salary, and I, I'm not making that kind of move. Uh, but then I, there's other people like Donovan Pines, center back out of D.C. United. I think he'd be a smart pickup. Kellen Acosta is a player that's available. I don't think that we'd go after him because he'd be a big money guy, but it's a name that's interesting. Uh, we talked in our group chat earlier today. Dax McCarty, he's old, but he might be a strong depth signing as like a fourth defensive midfielder to go along with Felipe, you know? Um and he's a Longwood boy, if I remember correctly. He's from uh, from Winter Park, I think. So, I don't know. Is there any uh, free agents that you guys have seen on the market that you guys are interested in? Yeah, Joseph Martinez. No, I'm kidding. I'm oh, kidding. Boy. I'm kidding. Oh, boy. Kidding. I'm are kidding. you going to – you're at all these medical conferences. Are you going to help him get his knee held together to work better? Again? Yeah, oh, we'll get it together. No, um, Miles Robinson would have been great. Uh, I, I like him. But, I mean, from what I'm hearing, I, did he, isn't he heading to Cincinnati? Or didn't he do a, a walkthrough or something? Yeah, they- so so I, I can touch on that. There's rumors out today that he was visiting with FC Cincinnati today. Um, I will say he was on $1.4 million last year, which means he's going to be on borderline a DP salary if he gets to raise, which he's probably due. I think that's going to be the biggest deterrent for him. And he also does have interest from PSV in the Netherlands. Um, so I think it's more likely he goes to Europe than anywhere in MLS. Go to Europe. But, yeah, Cincinnati is a team that's interested in him. And then Julian Gressel is heading probably down to Miami from what I'm hearing. Yep, um, saw that as well. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. Carlos Vela, he beats me. <laughs> See, he'll my be, thing is – He'll be heading got, down to Mexico. <laughs> that, that's the thing is it's hard because some of these players that are available, like Nico Ladero is an interesting name, but he's coming off of a, a, a high-paying DP contract. Could we get him on a non-DP contract and would we be able to get him in as more of like a reserve role? Because realistically, he ended his time in Seattle being more of a reserve. Like, I'd like to have Nico Ladero as like a backup 10, but would he, you know, take a $600,000 a year salary to play that role? I don't know, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But for me, the big, big shopping, and I know Cleon feels this way too, and you guys realistically all probably agree with me as well. The big shopping this offseason is that DP 10, 10 that DP 10, playmaking 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, who is goal dangerous. Because again, we talked earlier about Mauricio. We love Mauricio. Mauricio scored seven goals in all competitions. That is not enough goals from someone who is supposed to be in the attacking quadrant of the field at all times. You know, like you got to be scoring more. Seven goals. You mean this year? Or you mean ever? Mauricio? Seven goals in his Orlando career. That's what I thought, because I thought you were yeah. a second. I thought you were saying this. Yeah, I was like, I don't remember no damn seven goals. No, no, no. His Orlando <laughs> career in all competitions. Um, That's my bad crazy, if I missed that the first time. Yeah, That's it, crazy, bro. Yeah, it's It's not enough. And like, Another I thing. have, I have people that I want. You know, uh, I, my my number one is we got Flamengo in town on the 27th of, of January. 
Don't let De'Ara Skeda from your, uh, the Uruguayan center attacking mid, don't let him leave town. You drop a bag, 15, 18, 20 million dollars. You get that man to stay here. That's that's what I want. That is that is like my number one on my wish list is De'Ara Skeda. But go ahead, JJ. Uh, why don't we go? There's plenty out in Europe. Um, oh, that's another. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of players that have just uh, basically have not resigned. Their six months are up. I honestly think we need to go see Europe. There's a lot of good players out there um, that are still young and won't be that expensive. And we can get them a decent P spot. I mean, Rafa Silva uh, for Benfica. He's not, he didn't sign a contract. He's free to go. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see somebody from Europe and we won't see them until probably May or June when the season ends and play, you know, what, what we have for right now. Or maybe sign them and then, you know, they start playing for us in June, July or whatever. But uh, there's a lot of players, like I said, in Europe that their contracts are up also that we could sign. Um, MLS, uh, of course. But like you're saying, are we going to spend the money on Nico? You know, he's already in the tail end of his career. Um, other players are at the tail end of their career. I, I would rather spend money on a young guy and... Uh, and be good and us win. See, the reason why I like Dierskeda to the degree that I do is because he's 29. He's at that sweet spot where he's still in his prime. He's not old yet. He's not necessarily young, but he's experienced. He's won titles. Obviously, he's in South America, not over in Europe, but you, I'm you know me. I'm very open to scouting in Europe too. Um, so I, I like that. And I didn't know that. Uh, about Rafa Silva being out of contract. That's an interesting name because he's a well-known speedster as well. Um, but very interesting. And the, I'm I'm a big fan of knowing the fact that we went from uh, Flavio, who was a little bit more of a frugal owner, um, to, to now we, we have owners that are, you know, richer than most owners in the league. Um, so hopefully they flex that checkbook. And we got some people out there. I don't know, uh, Alex, uh, Cleon. You guys got anybody that 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 you're that you're looking at? I know we pretty much all want a starting caliber center back, and we all want that ten. I don't know if you guys have anybody out there that you're looking at in particular. I I don't have any names. Um, my shopping list is both a center back and a ten that are under the age of twenty six and can ball. I don't have any names. I'm not as in depth in the international scene as you guys are so i, I do love know. your scouting report there though handball <laughs> handball that's all i want I'm i got a simple man i got one you're talking about flamingo right former uh, Orlando city player leo Played pereira, leo pereira. <laughs> big center back for flamingo there you go bring him in he, that would be know. an interesting one. I I, I know I've seen. A, I don't. Rem- there are a couple other pages that mentioned something about Leo Pereira online, and yeah, he was. What a weird time at Orlando, man. Because what was he? He was here. I think it was 2016. Yeah. I want to say. And he came like, from the B team, and then yeah, played a he, couple on the main team. Dude barely got any minutes with the first team. He played so such a a little amount of time. I think he was rocking number 95. Um, like, and, uh, man, and then he to, to go and be one of the, the best defenders in the Brazilian league after that was just 
so out of left field. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, uh, Leon, I did see you uh, flipping through your notebook. Um, yeah, I, I had a list, bro. I had a list, but I had to. Yeah, I've been, I've been working. You know, I've been working on that one for a while. Yeah, so, I mean, um, hey, hey, Christmas is coming up. Uh, what, what, what are we asking Santa for? So, um, you know, for me, what we need, what we need in that center, we need, we need our Hani Mokta, we need our our, um, Reynoso, we need our Zella Rayon, we need that. That's the player we've been missing. You know what I mean? That that's a Lucho. You know, or or even Almada, whatever. All, all these types of dudes that's in the middle. Um, just uh, like we just have a gaping hole there, bro. Like you know, we've been basically playing with a, with a number eight. Uh, at at the ten, you know what I mean. And in this league, once that playoffs start, man, it's it's. That's what you you need that guy in that middle that could just that could do it on his own if he has to. You know what I mean. Um, we just have not had that. Um, so, uh. You know, soccer ref, uh, fo- they call it football reference, but it's, you know, you get on the wrong one, you end up on the NFL football one. That's true. Um, I've done that. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, um, they, they have this nice little, they have this nice little section off to the side where it says, when you look up their scouting reports, they have these detailed scouting reports, right? So I'll look up all these guys and I look to see, and they, they have, they'll have a, like a, a player comparison and, and it'll be players that match these reports. So I looked at, you know, I look at, I look at Reynoso, I look at Mokhtar, I look at uh, Acosta, uh, Carlos Hill, all these types of guys and see who are they, who are they um, compared to, or who, who compares statistically to these guys. And I got um, like Juan, Juan Brunetta, from, you know, Argentina, he, he comes up a lot on these player comps, um, for all of these, all these guys, like he, he pops up on every last one of them and at basically at the top. So like, um, a guy like Brunetta, I, he might actually be playing in Mexico. Um, you know, you got him, you got, um, Zellerion himself. He's still out there. He's, he's, um, he, he's, um, was he in Saudi? Who? Zellerion? Yeah. Oh, I, I wasn't looking at my screen. I didn't know he left. Yeah, Zellerion, he's over there in Saudi or something, isn't he? Yes. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes, he I is mean, him, I, him himself, him himself, he's even out there. Um, you know, you, you got some you got some guys that, you know, some some would be a little out of your price range and things like that. But for me, man, I feel like it seems like the well since they've been there. We've been through what, two off seasons? Correct. It seems like they give us about a good 10 mil or so right it seems like every all season it seems like we we kind of spend it we split it up amongst different guys but we're kind of at the point to where that lineup's pretty set isn't it It, it's pretty much set outside outside of center back and i would say outside of center back and that number 10 your starters are pretty much already in there so it's like bro i really wouldn't mind if you just went and blew almost the whole wad on that 10. Why, you know what I mean? Why, why do you think I was suggesting throwing $20 million on, on a stud South American center, uh, center attacking midfielder? Like, I don't know about 20. That's a little high, bro. I, I'm cause I don't know if I've ever seen that workout. I don't know if I've ever seen what well, this only happened a few times. It seems like, um, 
All, all the ones. Out. Who? Almada worked out. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's looking. I mean, he's he's decent. You know, they ain't. I mean, they ain't really past that six seed. <laughs> with him, but um, you know, but uh, for for the most part, most of the guys that come in and took over, they normally cost you about basically what we pay for Faku and under. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. The guys that have come in at like super high, like fifteen mil, close to twenty mil, even twenty mil, like we've had like maybe one workout. You know what I mean? Um, in the entire league, I'm talking about not. I don't mean Orlando City. We obviously we haven't paid that much for anyone. But um, I, I just I don't think we have to blow. But like you know, if our if our budget's like ten mil, bro, like I think you should just go in and blow the whole blow a whole eight, nine of it if you have to, if that's what it takes to get that guy. You know what I mean? Um, you know the the, the Sebastian Drew sees the the honey, the the Costa who didn't cause I don't believe he caused hardly nothing coming in. Um. You know, we we just well, that's that's the guy we're missing, man. That's the guy we're missing. Columbus, I mean, they they were good, but they, were they going to win the cup, man? Were they going to win the cup, and then all of a sudden they bring in Diego Rossi, and all I'm of sorry. a sudden they're you know what I mean? They bring in Diego Rossi back out of nowhere, and you know, next thing you know, they're they're killing everybody. You know what I mean? So we we just need to go out and get this guy, man. Um, we we need to go out and we need to find ours. We need to find our honey. We need to find our 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 Mart, our um Reynoso or th- these types of guys, man. Our Zella Rayon. We need to get, we need to get ours. So if that costs us eight mil, that costs us nine mil, ten mil, just go and get it done. Blow blow the whole blow the whole the whole budget on it. Because at this point, really outside of that ten, everywhere else we need is just really depth. Um, except for center back, center back, we need a legit center back. Um, because you know, you don't want to roll with Schlegel only, you know, he's right. not, he's not the most reliable guy, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so it's like, you know, he, he, he played well during that stretch, but you know, he's erratic in every way. So it's like, you know, you, you, you at least want a guy that's where if Schlegel's going to be a starter, it's because Schlegel balled the hell out. And beat this guy's and beat this guy up and down to undeniably be be the starter. You know what I mean? You don't want to dumb. We had this conversation earlier. You don't want to dumb your roster down in order for guys you want to play to play. You know what I mean? So for me, you go and get that. You need a stud ten. You need a stud center back. Um, and beyond that, I feel you need to get serious competition for. Oh, I know we got a million fullbacks, but I, for me, I would, I would bring a serious competition for both of them. For both of them, I'm not saying they need to be replaced. I don't think they do. I think they play well, but um, I feel like the 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 gap between them and their backups are freaking humongous. In between, like Santos and and thing, and this it's not out of the question that Santos doesn't play as well next year. It's not out of the question that Dagger doesn't play as well at right back next year. You know what I mean? So um I, I feel like they're I feel they're good and I feel but I think you need at least solid competition for them and you definitely need at least one one more good um defensive midfielder behind Cesar and and Wilder who can come in and actually do what they do. Because at this point, if one of them gets hurt, 
you don't really have a replacement. Even going back to last year, you don't have a you don't really have a guy that can replicate what either one of them do. Exactly. Yeah. They're not like for likes. You know what I mean? Like Junior, Junior, he's he's a good box to box guy and getting in. But you know, defensively, he's not, especially now at his age. And actually, the low key, it was kind of him that that bit us in that in that playoff. On on that on that late goal on that run. Yeah. That was bro, he was if you look back. He was in that late. He was in a super lazy jog back. Like he could have easily made it back. And um, uh, off that ball that played after the turnover or whatever. I think it was I think it was off the turnover. Um, you know that run that run into the box after the guy laid it off. Like that was Arso's guy. He just kind of was jogging. Um, so you, you need at least one more guy who can replicate um what either one Wilder or 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 Cesar does. Um. So for me, that's what we need to do. You know, beyond that, if you maybe I think we possibly need two tens, unless unless you just want to roll with Faku as the emergency ten after whoever you sign as a DP, which I guess that will work in yeah. in not long term, but it would um, possibly work. You know, yeah, in a, in, a, in a pinch. And I'm going to stop you there because obviously you made a good point of mentioning Faku's name. Obviously, we're giving you guys what we think right now in a perfect world where this is the team and nothing else happens. That's another elephant in the room is if someone comes in and throws down money for Faku, are we going to let him go? Because there's a possibility of that. Um, I keep forgetting about that. That's a real possibility, too. Realistically, there's three players on this team right now that I could see someone throwing money down for. And it's Faku, it's Duncan, and it's Cesar. Those three, I could see, I could see teams coming in and paying money for, and that's something that we're going to have to consider, and we'll see what happens there. But I do like this talk, this speculation. I'm sure we're probably going to have more podcasts about this because this might, this is probably going to be our last show of the year, unless something crazy happens between now and then. Um, you know, I could see this being the possibility with the holidays and everything coming up. Um, so there, there will be more roster speculation talk, um, but there. will another bit of Orlando City news today um, as the CONCACAF Champions Cup first round draw was made and we are up against the Cavalry FC of the Canadian Premier League they are in Calgary Alberta Canada which has a average temperature of about 18 degrees in February and that's when we're going to be up there because the first leg is going to be in Canada. We don't have a date or time yet. Um, and the second leg will be home in Exploria. Um, and man, uh, the bracket, I was so like picking on like which parts of the bracket I thought I wanted to be on. Uh, I wanted to be on the easy side. Instead, we got the storyline side. Uh, whereas if we advance to the next round, there's a chance we're playing Tigres. If we get past that round, there's a chance Again. we're playing Columbus. If we get past that round, there's a chance we're playing Miami, and that would put us in the final. <laughs> so it's it's have, we we will literally have to exercise every last one of our 2023 demons. One hundred percent. The exercise Columbus, exercise Miami, exercise Tigres. Every team that eliminated us out of everything, with the exception of Charlotte, because they were cheeks and couldn't get into this tournament that we got ten teams into. Uh, sorry, they're catching a real big stray right now from me. But <laughs> go ahead, Ryder. I saw your hand up. I, I 
unpopular take. We talked about this earlier. I love this. I love I I'm all for let's make it easy. Let's make it so that we can do what we want to do. But at the same time, it's about the journey, not the destination. And I would love for a full on revenge tour on an international stage. I love it. I would love every little bit about it. The amount of jawing we could do after something like that. Even if we don't even win, just that we got that far and we excised our demons from the previous year, that could translate really well for the fan base and for us. But I would love to win it all. So let's see what the team comes up with. And I love I love having a slightly easier first round match. The the thing I am concerned about is not so much the club we are playing, but rather the travel we are going to have to do, which I, I saw someone earlier say it is almost 2,700 miles between Orlando and Calgary. That's going to be interesting, and the weather is not going to be helpful to us, on the away end but on the home side we'll be i think the fans will come out in mass and we will be just fine and one of the positives i'll throw out there too is we don't normally complain about the fact that this season that this tournament usually doesn't get started and it gets started before our season starts or before our season really kicks off and and that causes struggles it looks like their season last year didn't start until april um so they're going to be pretty much in preseason mode as well um, so that's something that will work towards us. There, there's definitely a depth, uh, a, a, a gap in quality between MLS and the Canadian Premier League, uh, but they, they have some good players up there. So it's going to be a tough game. Um, and the elements, as you said, are, are going to be something else um, for sure. Uh, Cleon, you're traveling for it, right? Absolutely not. I don't. I don't do. Cold, <laughs> I don't do cold weather, bro. I do not do cold weather. I was praying. I was praying, praying to play the DR team. Or something I, like that. I wanted to. I wanted to go I've to Jamaica, been, man. Even Jamaica, uh, Dominican Republic. You know, uh, even maybe one of the Central American teams, bro. Like Nicaragua. I don't know about that one. I don't know if I travel for that <laughs> one there without some heavy security. But um, <laughs> other than that, bro. Hey, uh, is Bermuda part of the Concacaf? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Do they have a team or no? I don't know. Does even have a soccer league? Yes, it has a league. Okay, so why didn't they get picked in the Concacaf, or did they lose in the? Uh, they didn't make it. There's the Car- Caribbean Cup. Caribbean Cup. Yeah. They have to. Yeah. They have to win. They have to hit, win the entire Caribbean Cup to get in. No, oh, the top team three get in. That's how oh, we got. But they ain't getting up there because Robin Hood won it. That's why they have a first round bye. We have a uh, Robin Hood. That's uh, actually our best. Uh, actually, our best team is named Robin Hood. <laughs> that's just kind of funny and then cavalier is the jamaican team and then uh who's the other team uh oh mocha from mocha the from the dominican republic yeah yeah, yeah. all bermuda's all bermuda's best players they play in like england and stuff like that yeah. well we're talking about cavalry or calvary or whatever the heck their name is lake mary high school soccer team that will be playing in february uh, and Drew McIntyre is the uh, head coach, I think, of that team. Listen, if we can't beat this team, we shouldn't even be in the Champions Cup. So we should demolish them. There's no questions asked. 
Then we face Tigres. Mike was talking about going on the easy side. No, I want the hard side. I want that hard side. I want to play Tigres. I want us to beat Tigres. I want us to then play Columbus and beat Columbus and then face Messi and company in Inter-Miami. I want to face all those. I'd rather take the hard because then I don't want to hear excuses from people or media or anything. Oh, Orlando got the easy route in. No, we faced everybody. We beat everybody. And we're in the finals of the Champions Cup. That's what I want. I don't want the easy route because then you know how media is. They'll be like, oh, Orlando got it easy. <clears throat> they No. Let's face the big boys and let's win the whole damn thing. I love it. I love it. Let's get ahead. Go ahead. It's getting late over uh, over here, so let's start to wrap here. We got any shout outs, guys? Go ahead now, JJ. I'm gonna I'm gonna lead off with you. I'm leading off with you a lot tonight, but it's because you ain't Love been here. Shout out! I like to give a shout out to um, fantasy team, fantasy hold on, league. Hold on, hold on, now. This is gonna have to be a this is gonna oh, have to be a cool shout out. Lord. This is gonna have to be a cold shout out. We're gonna have to do this at the same time. Oh, I like this I'll wait going. at the end because this like where I was going. Shout out to Cleon Garber our commissioner for the fantasy league who has done a phenomenal job as commissioner. You better uh, not do, say no bad. Cause I'll go say something good about you in a little bit, but I'm going to take then, it back. Uh, nope. I'm not going to say nothing bad. You did a great job. You actually mm-hmm. done a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when uh, they were making fun of me for my trade that I did with another team, you know, Travis Kelsey and Travis at and all the, guess what? You guys are only one game behind me finished one game and didn't make the playoffs you guys were talking all that junk i didn't finish no one game you finished one game for me how many wins did you have seven first off this is number one first (laughs) off i would like to point out that my team being seven and seven literally (laughs) put on the second greatest scoring display of any team in our league's history the only team that's ever scored more points than mine in our entire league's history is actually JJ's team from 2000. I want to say 21, and that okay. was in a and that was in a that was in that was when we had one less team, so everyone's teams were a little more stacked. But anyway, so okay, I would ready. like to say that my team was 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 unfairly and 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 harshly, as was Matt's, harshly done <laughs> very wrong by the scheduling gods. The only person that did get a harder road than us was actually Lee, who's now relegated, and JJ, <laughs> and Mr. JJ, who almost got relegated. No, I I had still three teams below me. <laughs> it's it's on it's on next year though. I'm gonna let y'all know right now. Those three teams I, that weren't in the playoffs, I'm gonna call it right now. Those are gonna be the three at the top, and it's gonna I be. I will say I, I don't know what order, but it's gonna be my team, JJ's team, and Matt's team. Watch. I will say that this fantasy league has probably been one of the most fun ones to watch because on the final day, uh, the standings changed like seven times because <laughs> of who was making the playoffs and who was out because we'd have our person who finished in first and then seeds spots two through seven all finished with the same record. And I'm the one who was the unlucky person at number seven who had the same record as Two through five, two through six, who didn't make the playoffs. Literally so, on the last day of the season, only one team had clinched the playoffs. It's insane. Never seen anything like that in a fantasy football league. And we've been working to get League Two started up, so we're excited about that. We were yep. all, almost full. There's but only uh, only three. There's only three spots left. 
as we, of recording. We who might, we, we might, we might try to be. We might, we we might try to be a little, a little picky on on who's on that one. Who's who's the last three in? But you know, send your you can send your your um your league request for next year. League two, you got to work your way from the bottom, baby. Um, two, I, I tried to make it three teams come up, three teams get promoted, um, next year, but everybody was harshly against it. So, um, it's 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 settled on two, two teams down, two, two up, two down. Up. So, there's gonna we're gonna have promotion relegation, fantasy league next year. I will not be relegated. That will never happen. I'm gonna be like, um, who who's that in Premier League who's never been relegated ever? Uh, there's like five teams, I think. Yeah, well, I'm one of them. <laughs> believe that it's never going to happen Cleon big fan of hashtag pro rel for USA so <laughs> awesome. go, ahead, go ahead Ryder you got a shout out um, I don't have anything specific to say for fantasy football I I screwed myself on that one and I had two different choices I made that did not do me well so thanks so much to the Houston Texans for completely screwing me and putting me in a similar position to Mike, but it is what it is. I didn't get relegated, and that's okay. Screw you, Giants. What's that? I said, screw you, Giants. Ruined my season. So mad. (laughs) At least Evan Ingram started doing well now at the end. While uh, doing the Italian hand gesture. Yeah, oh, 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 oh yeah, I forgot. This is, this is a video. I forgot. We all over here Tommy doing Cutlets, the Italian so. hand gesture. We, everyone's over here going Tommy Cutlets. Tommy, Tommy Cutlets. My shout out is just what a great year. It's been fun to pod with you guys. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever you celebrate. Happy Life Day. I think Life Day was like two or three days ago. But happy what? Life Day, Star Wars, look it up. Um, (laughs) There's like five nerds listening to this. I would have never, I would have never, when he said Life Day, I would have never, I would have never linked that to Star Wars. Yeah. Like if you gave me, if you gave me 25 guesses, Star Wars never would have been one of them. Look up the 1978 Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> See if you can make your way through it and let me know how. I, you I think Cleon will fall asleep after five minutes. <laughs> no, Cleon's going to call me and say, why did you make me watch this trash? My roommate <laughs> in college made me watch it once. And it is, it makes the sequels and the prequels look like works of art. <laughs> look at it, Cleon. Mark yeah. Hamill's yeah, I'll, be, I'll be skipping that it. one. Mark Hamill's face in it is heavily caked in makeup because he had just gotten in a car crash like weeks before the recording. It was was that Empire Strike Back or Return of the Jedi? It was right. It was between. um, It was between A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back, 1978. It aired once, and George Lucas had an active role in trying to destroy all footage of it. Oh, (laughs) 1978. That was the year I was born, so hey, it's, I was. Don't remember it, <laughs> bro. I was I was like two. <laughs> Tell us our age now. Here so, you go. I, I, was, I was negative thirteen. I don't. I can't do the math on that because, yeah, not great. Been a great right. year. Really appreciate you guys for listening. We celebrated a lot of fun stuff this year. Two hundredth episodes, extravaganza. And we, and we got a lot of new stuff coming up next season. And yeah, exactly. JJ's absolutely right. We do have a lot 
in the pipes ready for 2024. Yeah. And that's kind of what my shout out was going to be leaning towards is, you know, we're, we're talking about having a lot of things planned for 2024. We're going to be trying to add video because uh, video can be done on like Spotify and stuff like that now. So that's something that we're, we're looking for. Um, and, you know, we, we like to throw this out there that, you know, obviously we do this all for, for the love of the game and the love of talking Orlando city. Um, but we, there are costs that come with stuff like that. So if there's anyone out there that wants to is interested in sponsoring the show, we're always looking for new sponsors, you know, always feel like you can reach out to us on Twitter at Orlando Lions Den. Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll always be open to talk of that. You know, we're, we're, we ain't looking for much. We're just looking for help running, running things, keeping the lights on, you know, uh, as we all do this from home, cause we're not doing it together, but it's a figure of speech. You guys know what I'm talking about, but keeping the hard always... drive spinning. Exactly. There you go. It's uh, always, always a pleasure gentlemen. And if this is the last time we talked this year, that means that there was no crazy breaking news. Uh, but Cleon's got one more thing he's got to add. And last last thing I got to say, I just I got to I got to pass a little thank you, man. I got to pass a little thank you to to Alex up there, Alex Ryder, and um and you, Mike, because uh I normally don't miss a lot of shows, man. But I had a lot going on this year, <laughs> a lot of stuff. So um I had to miss a lot of work this year as far as this show goes. Um Alex, I want to thank you for like stepping up with all the yep. uh doing all the I, I normally do all the like the you know the the show running all this and, and run down all this and Alex has really stepped up and, and took over that. Um so I want to send you a little personal thank you for that. And Mike, man, you've been a workhorse, man. And and um I'm glad I'm glad we chose you, man. We we had it was you you or one other guy. I'm not gonna say the guy, but it was you or one other guy, and man, and I'm so glad we settled on and, and we and we we decided on you, man. Because uh, you've been a rock star all, all year. Yep. I carbon copy everything Cleon says, man. With work and everything, it's been tough this year. So you guys, you too, Mike and uh, – I was going to say Eddie. <laughs> Mike and Alex. I, was, I did the same thing earlier <laughs> looking at his face. Hey. <laughs> and Alex, you guys you guys did it this year, man. You guys are the MVPs for the Orlando Lions Den podcast. Sure. Right? People, oh, people God. ask, hey man. People, so a lot of people ask, and they like, "Well, y'all got so many posts, da, 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 da. bro." That's why a lot of that's why a lot of these podcasts don't last, man, because stuff pops up. And um, I'm normally I'm always here. Normally Eddie's always here. Um, you know, for the first few years, JJ was always there. Um, Alex was always Alex Brown was always there. But then you know, <laughs> life popped up on Alex one time. Life popped up on me this year. Um, even even as, as of late, even for Eddie, who's always here, he's been having to miss, man. So it's like. Um, that's why we got so many, man, to keep the show rolling. Um, you know what I mean? That's that's why a lot don't last. Cause if if we didn't add and we didn't have Ride up there and we didn't have Mike, bro, this yep. this hey, this this show probably would have shut down this year, man. Cause I've been say, out though. I've been out, JJ's been out. That's that's why we got so many. I will say I love you guys and I appreciate the comments. Uh you guys are just really lucky that I don't got friends, you know? <laughs> Man, you got you got us, man. You got us. Yeah, right, right. There you I go. Just, I just I just had to make that joke that you guys uh every, everyone's just like, man, you talk about soccer so much, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. <laughs> and I'll jump in here. That thank you very much. That was very kind. Um I love talking to you guys. I love talking to the audience about soccer. This is some of the biggest highlights of my week. And I'm like, Mike, I don't have a lot of friends to talk about soccer anymore. All my friends kind of moved away. And I used to bring a bunch of friends to matches. And now I come up there by myself a couple times a year to hang out with you guys. And I love you guys dearly. I love 
the listeners. It's always fun to meet them when I get can get to a match, which is harder and harder as life goes on. But like you guys were saying, as life goes on, we want to keep doing this, but it's harder to do. And what better to do than to bring in a genius like Mike to make us all look good. Mm-hmm. Mike, Mike was Mike made Duncan McGuire look like a bad draft pick. He was an unbelievable oh, choice to bring in. And the first time I met him was the day of the open cup final. And little did I know that we were going to be a year and change later having such a great time with him and doing great content. And it's only going to get better. This is, we're not going anywhere. We're not leaving. There's more to do. There's more Orlando soccer to talk about. That's right. Darn right. Darn right. And that's that. Hey, we, we got all sappy and emotional over here. I got warm and fuzzies inside. I'm, I'm feeling good. So that's a good spot to go ahead and wrap it. Thank you guys so much for listening this year. Uh, We love you. We appreciate you. If there's any kind of crazy breaking news or anything like that, you'll hear from us again. If not, if there's a DP 10, I'll be back on. If not, I'll see you next year. (laughs) If not, you'll be hearing from us probably in 2024 when that DP 10 comes and they're going to score a buttload of goals. All right. Vamos Orlando. Vamos. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, Life Day, whatever it was. That one too. (laughs) And Happy New Year. We'll talk to y'all soon. Thanks for joining us this week on the Orlando Lions Den Podcast. Don't forget to follow us at Orlando Lions Den on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. See you next week in the Den. (laughs) 